You're listening to Wait Your Scout with Anna Skipworth. Hi everyone, welcome to October's episode of Wait Your Scout. This week I'm joined by the lovely Hannah Kentish. Um, we thought it'd be great to catch up, um, especially after her recent award, um, so the British Empire Medal. Um, so in this episode we're catching up on her time as UK Youth Commissioner and being the first to hold that role, her journey through scouting to get that role and everything she's been up to since. Um, so it's great to catch up and and I hope you enjoyed. So hi Hannah, uh, thank you so much for joining us on Wait Your Risk Out. Thank you and thank you for the invite, it's really exciting to be part of it, been listening to a lot of the um, episodes, so it's nice to yeah get involved. Oh brilliant, uh, I'm glad to hear you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> so Hannah how have you how have you been, let's start there, how's everything with you? Yeah good thank you, um, so I guess it's been gosh nearly well, two years now since I stepped down from two years or three years. God, I can't even remember. Two years, <laughs> let's go two. Two years since I stepped down as um, youth commissioner for um, the Scouts. And yeah, during that time, I've sort of done a bit of, you know, thinking about what I'm kind of trying to achieve in life and everything and perhaps not done as much scouting. But I think that's been quite, yeah, quite a nice breath of fresh air for me to take a step back and and understand what the next steps are um in life and yeah it's been a pretty solid few years um minus the crazy kind of covid thing going on at the moment um but yeah feeling pretty good feeling pretty good other than that (laughs) and I suppose we should mention uh your latest award uh congratulations um was that a surprise to you were you expecting it was it just uh plucked out of thin air (laughs) To be honest, it was a total surprise. Like I, I know that there are previous sort of volunteers who have received birthday honours before. Um, I didn't think it was actually something, you know, someone my age could get, if that makes sense. They tend to be sort yeah. of lifetime achievements and people who have been doing 50 years volunteering for, yeah. you know, British Legion or whatever it is. And the the opportunity to get, you know, recognition like that, um, for for my contribution is yeah it's really really exciting and and quite humbling and surprising and yeah my parents are definitely super proud which was probably the best bit about it oh bless them I'm sure they are and I'm sure like so many other people are like when I saw her you got the award I was like oh Hannah well done (laughs) (laughs) thank you that's yeah that's really kind of you so um before we get into the whirlwind of what your youth commissioner role was, um, let's take it back to how you got involved in scouting. Uh, at the very beginning? Go for it. How, did you start as a beaver or a cub or how did you get involved? I, I started um, as a scout. Um, I It wasn't something that I thought I'd ever do, to be honest, um, but my... Um, next door neighbour but one was going to to scouts and I was very shy quite um, just a very yeah quiet child and um, George his name was his mum sort of said you know Hannah should go to scouts like she'd she'd love it it's so much fun Um, and I just kind of went along because you know my mum was like go on give it a go Um, and yeah I absolutely fell in love with it it's it really revolutionized everything for me um I was always quite quiet in school um and never really you know would be the one to speak out very much um but through scouts 
I had this opportunity that I just didn't have before, um, this opportunity to kind of interact with other people my age that, and I felt like I could be part of that. And, yeah. you know, I was quite happy for my voice to be heard amongst my peers. And it, yeah, it really changed me as a young person. Um, and that's exactly why I then went on to become a young leader, a section leader, and then would, um, actually go on to do a few more bits in my county and then of course um the youth commissioner role which is probably why most people would be like I recognize that girl's name <laughs> what is this I've heard of her um so yeah so um I've I've been really lucky to have had so many opportunities through scouts and it was all just from a chance kind of idea from a, a neighbor's mum um which is just yeah really nice I've got a lot to owe her and also a lot to owe my scout leaders as well because um they really did transform my life wow yeah and it is I think it is some of those stories where you hear like someone's gone oh actually it was just this suggestion I thought I'd give it a go and you don't realize how much of that like one like oh just try that one you know hour and a half a week and suddenly you get so much out of it I don't think it's until you start looking back, you're like, oh, if I hadn't done this, like, where would I literally be? Exactly. Yeah. And there are so many, so many points in my life where I can look back, back at it and say, I, I genuinely don't know where I would be right now if I'd not made that decision. Um, yeah, it's just been um, a life changing experience, which sounds so cheesy, but it's so true. It really is life changing. And the opportunity scouting gives young people really does excel you in life, not just in scouting, but everything around it. So, yeah, it certainly made me the person who I am today. So how did you come about going, do you know what, actually, yeah, that's that's a role like youth commissioner is a role that I can one see and two think yeah that's it I'm going to apply that is exactly what I want to do like I mean uh, it was it was quite a long process in that sense um I I'd done a little bit like I didn't really know much about scouting HQ um I was a nominated youth rep and I'd done that for a year and I remember going to the AGM um and turning around to my county commissioner and being like I don't understand why we're here like what are we doing here and then he pointed out uh Wayne Bulpit who was then obviously the UK chief commissioner and he was like that's the guy who's like basically in charge of scouting I was like oh cool okay and he was like just go up and talk to him so I sort of tapped him on the shoulder I was like oh hello like I'm Hannah I'm from South East London and um he was like oh brilliant great to see you here you know what 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 are your thoughts on everything I was like to be honest it's still just I don't understand what the point of it all is and he just kind of looked at me as if to say right okay uh, that was literally my only experience of HD scouting that and doing a scout speak up course with the media team so it wasn't exactly like this came out and I thought oh gosh I really want to be part of it um it was just it was it was intriguing what I'd read and I thought okay. okay I'm going to read into this a bit more um I looked into the role description um and it was obviously a lot about um, youth involvement and uh, youth voice, youth participation, all those buzzwords. Um, and it's that's something that I was doing for Greater London South East, which was my county. Um, since I was sort of 16, I'd been involved with my county team and um, organising events for Explorer Scouts and Scout Network to kind of have a forum. And then the next day we took them all to Fort Park. So Fort, we basically wanted to go to Fort Park. Um, the um, just trying to, What do you call it? It's an amusement park kind of thing. What, what is Fort Park? It's a... Uh, oh, 
uh, Flicker Pop, Theme Park, um, isn't it? Yeah. Theme Park, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So in case anyone doesn't know, I've realised that's a very, like, south of England-centric term. Uh, place, sorry. Um, but yeah, so obviously it's a theme park and, and we did this weekend for £10. And obviously all the Scouts and Explorers, uh, the Explorers and Network, pardon me, were like, yes, I'll go to Fort Park for £10. Yeah, it's um, a lot cheaper than normal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but on the flip side to that, they kind of had to take part in a day of forums. And by the end of the weekend, a lot of them were saying like, you know what, that first day where we did all of that stuff, where we were telling yeah. you what we want to do, we really enjoyed that. And we really enjoyed, you know, finding out that our ideas are going to get taken forward and um yeah obviously the that had such a great impact on our county because it was it was much more about what young people want so um getting back to the point that was a little bit of a side story there getting back to the point um I looked at the role description and thought okay that's a lot of the stuff that I've been doing in my county um but then at the same time I was still like Mm, that's probably not for me you know that sounds quite you know they're probably looking for something very particular they might already know who they want and kind of talk myself out of it um and then it wasn't until about a week or two later that my county commissioner the same the same guy that had um encouraged me to go and talk to Wayne Bullpit that that year before about uh scouting in the UK um he he said "Have, have you put your application in yet and I was like, no, 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 I won't bother. Um, and he was like, no, no, definitely. You, you really should. You've got so much experience. You've done X, Y and Z. Put your name forward. And if he hadn't have said that, 100%, I would not have put an application in. So it was it was definitely about that um, external encouragement that got me yeah. where I was. Um, and to be honest, like... The county commissioner, I keep saying the county commissioner, um, this guy called Ben Richardson, he was an uh, absolutely fantastic role model in my life. And he gave me you know, that first opportunity to get involved um, with youth involvement in our county and then encouraged me to um, apply for the UK chief, uh, chief commissioner, UK youth commissioner role, promoted myself there. Um, <laughs> and yeah, he, he was a real, you know, mentor supporter friend motivator um so like yeah that was an absolute huge difference he made in my life there um so yeah so then I put in an application then uh I got the the email to say unfortunately we haven't taken you forward to 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 interview stage and at that point I thought well didn't want your silly role anyway and kind of you know <laughs> got over yeah. it and carried on with my life and then about a month later had another email saying actually we're going in for a second round of interviews we'd like to invite you for an interview um okay. by this point I was like you know I don't want your role I don't want it you know you didn't want it <laughs> want me the first time round. yeah um and I'm pretty sure it was my mum who told me to stop being childish and just you know go for it, go for it. so I went for the interview and then yeah the next day, Wayne gave me a call and 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 said that he'd like to offer me the role. Um, and I can still remember that moment, you know, clear as day when I got that phone call. Um, and it was, yeah, literally the best day of my life. So <laughs> I was I was so excited to be able to take what I'd learned in my county and, and apply that on a national level and, and really make a difference. Um, and that was the real drive the whole way through was how can I make a difference? And and for me, I was, yeah, the youth commissioner role. Yeah, yeah, and it's amazing that, and also it must be quite nice to be able to kind of, at the moment, almost take, have having taken a step back, kind of see that that role still continuing, that youth shape isn't just like that 
the days and the, the time of the year is actually like that's now standard that must be quite a nice feeling to have I'm like I did that <laughs> definitely looking at looking at the work that's continued and 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 everything that Ollie and, and his team are now doing um it's yeah it's, it's kind of a strange one because part of me still wants to be part of it and understand the ins and outs of what's going on but the other part of me just feels you know very very proud and satisfied of, of with my contribution and and I'm excited to see it, it grow and evolve with these new ideas and and that's yeah really nice to look back at um I think one of the biggest things for me was um hearing from other young people whilst out at events saying oh you've inspired me to do this you've inspired me to apply for assistant county commissioner beaver scouts I've, I've always thought I'd wanted to do it but then I never had the you know the the guts to put an application in and and these are people that I'd never met before and that yeah is probably the most powerful thing about about the role that I was you know I had the privilege to be in was you can you can make a change in people's lives that have never even met you and you you have no idea the impact you're having um and that was oh, every time someone said that to me it just stunned me that somebody actually <laughs> cared and listened and you know what actually I want to do that as well and and that's such yeah so having that legacy as well as what's going on at HQ is is incredibly important I think. Did you ever find that obviously with the role you had to be a considered young person um, to be in those rooms at the time like you know it must be quite daunting going into a room of like I don't know I know when I was like 18, 19, going into certain rooms, you can almost walk in and be like, I need to find a more adultier adult right now because I don't feel like one right now. How did you cope with that sort of going into those rooms and being like, I'm meant to have a seat at this table? Do you know what I mean? Like that feeling. How do you deal with that? I think the fact that I had the opportunities that I'd had in my county and, and had been to exec meetings and spoken up and and had had a place around that table had given me the confidence to go do you know what I have a place at this table and I'm gonna exercise my right uh, to this place at this table and and just share ideas and I think one of the biggest things for me was just asking questions when I didn't understand something I just say sorry can we just take a step back there I just need to understand what do you mean by this acronym or you've mentioned this that or the other uh, or I've never been part of a financial discussion like this before what does that mean and having the confidence to say that and then there were times when other people around the room went do you know what I I didn't know what that was either and I'm glad you said it and yeah. hearing things like that me makes you realize not everybody knows what they're doing just because they're an older adult doesn't mean <laughs> they know better than you um a lot of the times they will they'll have more experience um and that's okay um but sometimes you know you've just got to be brave enough to just say can I just can we just take a step back here and, and talk about this that or the other um and the other thing is definitely like it sounds so cliche but just having a mentor or someone to go to who you can just say god I had this meeting the other day and I had no idea what was going on can mm. you just can we sit down and just look at these notes and I can ask you some questions and just being able to bounce off each other um yeah. really helpful because then you're almost having that conversation in private if you don't want to sit there surrounded by everyone saying sorry I don't understand what you're talking about um yeah. and preparation is the other one but going into the meeting knowing what the agenda is and kind of thinking okay what what's my perspective on this what what mm. where do I sit on this 
um, debate, for example, and, and that can help you get involved. But I, I know exactly what you mean. It can feel like, you know, oh, no, I'm, all these people are so experienced and they know this, that yeah. and the other, but actually they can't, they can't take away the experiences you've had and, and you know, you bring a lot to the table just through talking to other people and understanding other people's opinions, forming your own, formulating your own opinion and going through and, and, and having those discussions. So it was, it felt like a big task because a lot of time people would kind of go, well, you're, you're the youth commissioner. What do young people think? And it wasn't <laughs> until people got out of that habit and yeah. um, putting the, you know, the weight of half a million young people on your shoulders. Well, what do they <laughs> think then? Well, I don't know. I haven't spoken to all of them, but you know, I can give you my thoughts on this and hopefully that's a step closer to true youth representation, I suppose. Yeah. And just going on to like, obviously, moving on from that role um what do you think actually it's done career-wise for you like looking at sort of outside of that scout perspective because it must have been sort of one of those how do I explain this volunteer role that was basically almost like a well I, looking at all the stuff you did I could call it like a full-time job to be honest <laughs> <laughs> like you were always doing something um, but kind of explaining that as a career and go like when you're going into your career and job going this is what I did and yeah what's it what's it done sure I to be honest that you know you hit the nail on the head there that's been one of the hardest things about this role is when when people ask you oh what do you do in your spare time or writing on your cv volunteering with the scouts that oh okay so like on a wednesday night you've you've delivered a you know scouts i was like well that is part of what i've done i've certainly done that and i've gained a certain skill set from that however i've also done this you know this UK youth commissioner role and I've got another skill set from this and I feel like this skill set might be really helpful in this job um and people don't necessarily make that connection at first that that you can you can be a scout leader and that might mean you're a treasurer or you can uh sorry a scout volunteer and that can mean you're a treasurer it could mean you're a line manager it could mean you know that literally anything a quartermaster you could be a trustee all of these options um, and people just automatically assume it means that you're running beavers on a Wednesday night. So trying to to share the idea that there are so many opportunities through scouting with employers, with people who, who, are, who are looking at the skills that you've got is, is quite a challenge. Um, for me, it, it absolutely gave me a springboard um, in my career because not necessarily because of, you know, the, the what I what I've done but but the skills that I'd gained from that so yeah the confidence to speak up in meetings um ability to present in front of people mm. um kind of that self self-belief like knowing like, I can do this I know what I'm doing here um I've already managed a team of volunteers that that's potentially in some ways harder than managing pe- uh, uh employees because yeah what's the incentive you've got to make sure that you're understanding why people want to be there um, all of these skills have I've already got them and and just because that wasn't in a job doesn't mean I don't possess those skills so it's it's about how how you translate that on a CV or application form um, has been a real interesting dilemma things like putting experience instead of like professional experience and volunteering is just like bung it all together in experience and <laughs> let people yeah. assume what they want and then when you get to the interview really you know talk it through and and mm. just thinking about the best ways to talk about those skills has been um really interesting um but yeah I mean most of all 
you know, when I finished the youth commissioner role, I'd had this opportunity before even the age of 25 to sit around a board table, be discussing strategy and, um, you know, the strategic direction of this whole movement and talking about financials and and risks and all of these things that I didn't even realise existed um, before being on on the trustee board. Um, I'd had that opportunity to be be involved with such strategic discussions, um, but I couldn't, I couldn't just go, right, well, chief exec then, that'll be my next job, you know. (laughs) Yeah. You've still kind of got to go through the motions of of finding your place and understanding where you're going to work. What what sector do I want to work in? All of this. Um, um, that took me a while to really understand um, what I wanted to do. Um, basically, when I finished the youth commissioner role, I went and did a ski season because I needed to go and get out of completely get away from everything reconnect with who I was rather than who yeah. Hannah youth commissioner was understand what where I wanted to go in life um and then started to pursue that and it was definitely the best decision I think I've ever made um I truly refreshed you know myself and and I knew by the end of that ski season that what I wanted to do was to work in um humanitarian action sort of international development and and that was a passion that I'd found through scouting um it's something that you know I started up a charity with um Ben who was the county commissioner at the time who encouraged me to apply for the youth commissioner role we started up a charity with a few other people out out in Kenya which was looking at scouting for young people in Kenya who couldn't necessarily um, afford scouting, how could we bring scouting to them? So we worked really closely with the Kenya Scout Association, um, built up some good partnerships there and looked at ways we could twin scout groups and such. Um, and all of that, I was like, do you know what? That's what I want to do. I want to take this passion that I have voluntary uh, in the voluntary sector, in my in my voluntary time, that's what I'm trying to say, and, and take that into my um, work role. Um, and yeah, I'm now working at Shelterbox, um, which is a humanitarian um, uh, disaster relief organisation. Um, and my role there is to basically after big disasters, so it could be flooding, it could be a volcano, it could be conflict. Um, one, what my role is an operations coordinator there is to, to essentially coordinate and to get um life-saving shelter and um and non-shelter items and so things like i don't know cooking sets or water filters solar lights get all of that out to people who have literally lost everything um after something's literally swept away their house um and it's yeah it's definitely kind of the new flame that's keeping me going and, and getting me excited about something the idea of making a difference to, in, in other people's lives which is obviously I got from scouting and this yeah. is now what I get to do in my job so yeah it's incredibly exciting to now feel like I've found my place in terms of my career um there was there there was there was times in between where I was just like what am I doing I don't know what I want to do who am yeah. I going to work yeah. <laughs> going to be in 10 years time you know all these questions that were really kind of irrelevant I just had to work out what made me happy and and then yeah here we are yeah. That's amazing. And just to be able to like actually explain that, you know what, you found this passion, you had it when you were youth commissioner and doing all your scout things and being able to work out like, yes, this is what I enjoy doing and I'm going to make my, my life out of that. That's 
it's quite a big thing to be able to be like yes I found my passion and that's what I'm going with like (laughs) there are people that you know they're in their 50s 60s and older who are like I still have no idea what I'm going to do for the rest of my life so you know (laughs) that's yeah and who knows in 10 years time I might completely change my mind oh yeah (laughs) so and and being able to do that is yeah it's a real blessing to be able to 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 find something that you're passionate about and and work in that it, it gives you a definite drive and and I guess the additional bonus with Shelterbox as well is I'm based down in Cornwall now I, I was in London before um, and I get to be outdoors on the weekends yeah. um, I'm doing the things I enjoyed all those things that I learned in Scouts I get to do on my weekends and um, it really is such a beautiful way to live your life it's, it's fantastic yeah. <laughs> so what are some of those things you like to get up to at the weekends what uh, what would a typical I'm going to say non-COVID weekend look like for Hannah. What would your downtime be? (laughs) So the most annoying thing is that I haven't actually had a summer in Cornwall yet to properly immerse myself in the Cornish lifestyle. So some of this is what I do and some of it's what I aspire to do. Um, (laughs) Definitely getting in the water. So, you know, a surf, um, uh, just, you know, a bit of a swim, anything like that is, is probably number one on the list. If, if yeah. the surf report's looking good, then it's time to get in the water. Um, if not, you know, maybe a bike ride, going for a walk um, on the coastal path or heading up some hills. Um, there are so many opportunities. Finding little cafes to have a cream tea, of course. Oh, um, sounds great. <laughs> topped off of a barbecue on the beach, like that would just be, yeah, the best day. Beautiful sunset. Oh. That'll do. Yeah. Uh, well I'll uh, look out for those pictures on your Instagram and you're like it's happened I've had the cream tea I've had the surf and I've got the sunset and the barbecue sorted (laughs) so um, I know we're bouncing around a little bit but your time in scouting you had some incredible adventures um I mean you've just mentioned the charity you started working in Kenya like some of the bits and pieces you have done have been incredible I'm gonna ask this one tentatively but what would you say are like the highlights because I'm sure there are lots but what would you say are the ones that you're like that is one of those anecdotes I pull out the bag all the time because it sits with me <laughs> well I would like to say that's such a hard such a hard question to answer because four years is a long time um yeah. I worked out at one point during the youth commissioner role I'd my adult years I'd spent more time being the UK Youth Commissioner than I hadn't so it was it was quite a formative period of my of my life yeah. um, gosh I, I honestly think one of the biggest highlights was um, the first U-Shape event that we ran back in must have been February 2015 um, just been appointed literally a few months before and working with the team we'd we'd managed to pull together vaguely this event um and and really bring together young people from all over the uk um we literally managed to get people from all of the nations which was fantastic um and just start a discussion about okay well we've we've got a uk youth mission now what do you want what do you want from this not what do i want what do we as young people what can we do what do we want to achieve um and that was a great starting point. Uh, it's still not true youth involvement when you're just bringing two people from each county, area and region together. Um, but it was such a great starting point and so exciting to get so many people in the room together. 
um, and it it really started off something special. It's where we we wrote the first role description for for county and district youth commissioners. It's it's where we discussed, you know, do we want a national youth council? Um, which we came to the conclusion of, well, no, because that just separates young people from the rest of the organisation over here. It's like, how do we, instead of having young people here and real adults over here, how do we, <laughs> how do we bring that together and and kind of, you know, harmonise it and and truly make scouting uh, youth youth shaped? I nearly said youth led there, but I think youth shaped is probably a more appropriate term. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That that definitely was a massive highlight. Um, gosh, yeah, so many things. Now you say that, I'm just thinking. Um, I think also getting to go to, and this is obviously, this is an experience that not everyone gets the opportunity to do. So I think it, in some ways, like it's, it was, it was, truly a, a humbling experience but to be able to go to the world scout conference and meet scouts from literally all over the world to understand how scouting works globally and actually just to talk to other scouts and understanding their program what they do it just it blew my mind really um particularly talking to scouts from um i don't know different countries in Africa and understanding how much of their program is geared towards service and supporting the community and and thinking do you know what actually we're doing a million hands in the UK but you guys you've been doing this as such a core element of your program for so long and don't get me wrong scouts in the UK have as well but when you've got scouts in Madagascar going out and teaching around water sanitation and hygiene to local communities hand washing um, all these different things you just think gosh like literally scouts is such a force for good across the world yeah. and hearing all those stories and and just mixing with people from all over the world was truly an amazing experience so yeah that that's definitely up there um as, as one of the best experiences um yeah I think they're, they're probably the, the top two. And Windsor, going to Windsor every year, the day of celebration and meeting so many Queen Scouts who were being celebrated for their awards. Like people who are absolutely top of their game, people who have spent so long dedicating their time to the award and and having their time to shine was was a fantastic thing to see every year. Um, one of those things, as soon as the marching band goes round, you think, gosh, God, this is so exciting. Look at all these people. Um, <laughs> You know, it's so it's very yeah. scouty, but but actually it was a really nice experience to be part of and to be part of people's special day was yeah, truly wonderful. Definitely, definitely. And they are just some like amazing experiences. Like I can't even imagine being at that conference, just being like it must have been sort of overwhelming, but one of those like, oh, I want to go and do so much now once you come away from yes. it. Experiences. Absolutely. <sighs> just understanding how how all the different um, national scout organizations come together and make decisions about where world scouting is going and and everything like that was yeah it was it was really interesting and one of the places that actually as well as doing the charity out in Kenya um, one of the places that I got very excited about humanitarian action was understanding about all the things that young people across the world were doing within scouting um, as part you know as part of their program yeah. and, and um, emergencies going on in countries scouts were out there you know scouts in Mexico helping after the earthquake and all these things you just think gosh like young people are doing fantastic things all over the world and to hear about that firsthand was well firsthand from the people um, yes 
from the countries uh was was yeah really magnificent um i'm doing a masters at the moment alongside working in um humanitarianism conflict and development um oh, wow. i'm about to write about to write my dissertation and i've just yeah i've been in contact with um scouts about it because i'm just like you know what i really want to shine a light on what scouts are doing as part of humanitarian action around the world and you know how can scouts be making the world a better place in such uh, an important time and in, in their local community so i'm um, yeah hopefully gonna be able to get my teeth sunk into that soon which will be yeah really cool definitely especially being able to be like do you know what here's two things i'm absolutely passionate about and then absolutely. sit there and write dissertations are not small essays to write so uh you might as well find something you're definitely passionate about <laughs> exactly exactly and if and if it raises the profile of the amazing things that scouting are doing, uh, scouts are doing, sorry, then, you know, it could be a really cool way to spend my next summer <laughs> writing. Great. In between the, the surfing and uh, everything else for downtime, exactly. you know, you want to find the balance. Exactly. <laughs> a few hundred <laughs> words, a few surfs, got to be done. <laughs> exactly. Be prepared. So, uh, Hannah, our last guest, uh, Jordan, asked the question, during lockdown, have you picked up any new hobbies? So, yes. I mean, I would say that I have attempted to pick up hobbies rather than picking them okay. up. Um, so the first thing I really wanted to learn how to play the drums. So right. I got myself an electric drum kit and I was like, OK, I'm going to do this. And uh, to be fair, I've definitely progressed. Um, but in the last uh, month or so, uh, my partner and I have just got two adorable little kittens and they are obsessed with the drum kit. So I can't actually play it at the moment because they would uh, definitely yeah. just get squished under foot, <laughs> foot pedals and they'd be going after the drumsticks and everything. So that's on hold at the moment. Um, but the other two bits, um, I've, I've been developing some green fingers. So just trying to make some vegetables live in the garden. So... <laughs> attempting right, yep. to grow things <laughs> um and we've also got a plum tree in our garden so yeah been making plum jam some plum oh, wine plum gin. um yeah if you say it anyway. right that's all your christmas presents sorted be like guys homemade stuff there you go <laughs> right so this is this is perfect but um a lot harder than it looks but actually really satisfying the jam is disgusting but we made it so we're eating it so well, yeah we've got you know, got enough jam to last a while <laughs> it's it's a first attempt you know what not to do maybe next time you've got a plum harvest so exactly <laughs> so hannah what is your question for our next guest so my question is um what is the thing you're most proud of in your life oh I mean, Hannah, I would ask you that question, but I feel like there's quite a lot you could pick from. And we've talked about, I'm guessing, quite a lot of it. Do you know, I didn't realise, I didn't quite realise that I would have to answer this question when I thought of it. I was like, God, that's a really good question to ask. And I didn't consider the fact I'd have to answer it myself. Um, <laughs> but I think, I, I think it's probably going to be the British Empire Medal that I just got because... I've never, you know, felt more proud of myself than when my parents told me how proud they were of me because they were so shocked and and excited for me. And I think that my my parents aren't in the Scouts. They've never been involved with Scouting. It's not necessarily something they understand. Um, 
bar, you know, scouting is about young people developing skills and getting outside, etc. So yeah. for them to see that recognition for me was was it was a really lovely moment, really. So um yeah, definitely that. <laughs> and definitely one that you should be proud of. Like it's it's amazing. And as you said, I think it is sometimes that someone that doesn't understand how you got it going, that's amazing. And be like, oh wait, you do get how much work we put in. You understand this. Great. Yeah, and you suddenly exactly. like see it a bit more, don't you? So, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Well, Hannah Be prepared. Thank you so much for spending some time with me having a chat. It's been lovely to speak to you again because it's been a long time. Um yes. but yeah, thank you so much. And hopefully, you know, when things have changed in the world and I'm guessing after the masters and scouts and stuff, we may see you in some sort of role in the future or at least dipping your toe in in some way hopefully yeah at the moment I'm I'm just a training advisor which is fun but it's kind of really easy to do during Covid because it's a lot of you know online stuff but yeah. I would like to get a bit more involved in something again so yeah that would be yeah looking out for, for opportunities anyway <laughs> <laughs> well I mean I know you're in Cornwall but if you fancied the commute to Dagenham I'm always looking for explorer leaders so uh <laughs> Yeah, it's only like a seven hour train ride or something to London. Yeah, it's not bad for a Thursday, is it? <laughs> well, Hannah, thank you again and uh, good luck with the dissertation and everything you're doing and work, obviously. Um, it's amazing to hear everything you're doing. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for the invite and uh, yeah, good luck with future episodes. It was so nice to catch up with Hannah. I, it's been a really long time since we've actually spoken, so it was good to just to chat and see what she's been up to. Um, as you can tell, she's been really busy. Um, but I think it's quite nice hearing how, you know, sometimes you do so much within scouting or whatever your volunteering or career is and sometimes taking that step back and you know going skiing for and being a ski instructor for a bit you know actually just gives you some time to reflect and be like I've just done this massive thing what next so it's great to hear that Hannah's doing so well and following her passions and yeah just great to catch up um so the details of Shelterbox and some of the other bits we spoke about are all in the description do check them out because they do some amazing work and it's great to hear all the things that Hannah will be getting up to with them um so yeah do check them out and uh, all of Hannah's social channels are on there as well if you're not already following her online so do check them out and uh, we'll be back in November with an episode and some more surprises and changes to what you're a scout because you know we never keep things simple do we all right keep well guys uh, keep yourself safe and I'll speak to you all soon thanks for listening to wait you're a scout with Anna Skipworth follow us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram at Wait Your Scout. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe.